The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Fionn Davenport with me for Tuesday travel. We are taking to the high seas. What we are indeed, mean? Kieran. So I'll give you a couple of clues. So this is one of the world's fastest growing holiday types. Okay. It's uh, traditionally been the preserve of, shall we say, the slightly older, the slightly more immobile kind of traveller. Okay. Um, Caravanning. The, new, the newlyweds and the nearly deads is the uh, throwaway line that people okay. use. To refer to the uh, buoyant art of cruising. Ah, cruising. Cruises. Okay, so we're going on cruises. Now, I have to say, this is the type of holiday that wouldn't really... Appeal Excite to you. me. No, no. I, I mean, if I got a, a, a brochure from a big holiday company, I would skip straight through the cruising pages. Yeah, and that's the challenge that the cruise industry has been confronting with an inordinate amount of success for the last 15 years. Okay. So you have roughly 80 cruise companies catering to 20 odd million passengers worldwide every year. Um, the kind of cruises that are on offer now are quite a baffling, just the destinations that you can go to, the kind of activities you can engage in on board, the levels of luxury. All of these are so diverse now and are factors that people should consider before going on cruises. But to go back to your considered uh, resistance to mm. the to the you are the perfect person to resist it and you are the perfect person to be converted okay why because you are a relatively young man you're um, I'd say have you even turned 40 yeah I turned 40 earlier this year Fiona. oh okay so you're the you're the ideal customer that they want now now it's not to the they don't want to exclude the traditional over 60s etc mm. but you are you have two young kids yeah and they that's the customer they're looking for. They're 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 gearing in, they're bullseyeing in right on you. And they have been successful, have they? In Unbelievably that so. So the average age of first timers now is well under forty. I think it's mid thirties, if I'm not mistaken. Um, even though, as I said, cruising remains incredibly popular with retirees. So if if I were to go on a cruise, would I find myself with those retirees and younger people or do they kind of, do they cater for different people all on the same ship or with different ships? It depends on which ship you want to go or which cruise company you want to go okay. to. So let's, like the top cruise companies are, in no particular order, MSC Cruises, uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines, Royal Caribbean, who are the world's biggest uh, celebrity cruises, Holland America, Disney, they have their own cruise line, uh, Princess, and then you have like a smaller ships that are more ultra luxury, the likes of Silver Sea or Seabourn. And uh, Seabourn, a, sh- a Seabourn ship is actually docked in Dublin today. Oh. Um, so it depends on what kind of cruise you want. And for, for this kind of travel, it always pays to speak to a travel agent because they, if you're a first timer and you are... If your interest has been piqued in trying a cruise, mm. it's always good to go to a travel agent and have your list of questions. Now, you're a man. Yes. The number one question that men will ask who have never cruised is... Boarding. Boredom. Am I going to be bored? Boarding. Well, boarding actually yeah. is kind of... <laughs> boarding. Will I be bored once... <laughs> once sense. Will I be bored once I've boarded? Yes. Um, and Yeah, that's what I do worry about. Absolutely. And you are not I alone. didn't enjoy the car ferry to France. 
You see, you and know? the thing is, is people think, well, and it's just, just a kind bigger of a version, version, a bigger of version of that beyond doesn't appeal to me. Imagine, imagine a mid-sized Irish town of roughly between five and seven thousand people. New Ross. Okay. Okay. Imagine the population of New Ross spread across fifteen floors, a hundred meters. Space, more space than you could possibly imagine. It's hard to fathom how big the big cruise liners are now. Yeah. Um, when you when you approach a ship on on land and you look up and you go, oh, this is just gigantic. I mean, we're talking deck after deck after deck. More activities, oodles of restaurants, and on the likes of say Royal Caribbean, but also MSC and CL, they have tons of kids' activities from pipe tubes that run into the swimming pool. There's running tracks if you're into it. There's just an endless amount of activity. So the idea is, is they never, ever want you to be bored. A second factor to consider is, is that on a typical 10-day cruise, and most cruises are roughly around 10 days, unless you're going on expedition cruises, like, say, the likes to Antarctica or the Arctic yeah. Circle, is you will spend seven days in docked in a destination. So your sea days really are only three days out of 10 days. Okay, because that's the other thing I'd worry about is that um, it, it's like being stuck in your hotel for the whole holiday. Whereas like what I, I'm, I'm, there are some people who love that and like, that's fine. It's whatever, Nobody whatever floats your boat. Hotel. Well, no, there, but there are people or who- in the resort. Yeah, who like to go, sorry, yeah, not stuck in the hotel, but they like the resort and they go and they sit by the pool and they soak up the sun and they go all inclusive and they're happy to stay there. But that's, and that's fine. Like it's each of their own, but it's not me. Like after I'd be getting itchy feet on day one and I'd say, come on, we'll go into the local town. And that's the attraction of a cruise holiday is that it combines the easygoing relaxation of a resort holiday. So you you leave your room, you go, you have something to eat, you go down by the pool, you can do some exercise if you want, you can go to the cinema. In the evening time, the theatre has like a really well-produced show. Maybe not quite Broadway or West End level, but literally a shade, just a shade below in terms of quality. Yeah. I mean, they're really good fun. They're really well produced. They're really well rehearsed and the actors are all very good. Um, and so you can have that kind of a holiday. You can have that relaxing by the pool type holiday if you like. Um, but you can also have that exploratory holiday if you're going on a cruise, say, in the Western Mediterranean. The Western Mediterranean typically does Italy, Spain and the south of France or maybe Sardinia or Corsica. And you will dock, you will get off the ship and you can wander about to your heart's content for the day. Um, and so I'll go through. So there are pros and cons. Yes. Okay. okay. So the pros are it's more relaxing. Cruise life is less of a hassle than land tourism. There are fewer unexpected problems to solve. You're not spending any cash. Like you don't have to worry about it. Everything is paid for on your key card. Um, you don't have to spend huge hours traveling between destinations in a vehicle. Um, and families, oddly enough, don't get into each other's hair as you might think because the kids are can go off and do their kids' clubs. You can do your thing. Your wife can do something else if so she wants. Um, you're also unpacking only once and you're going to visit multiple destinations and you you undo your suitcase once, put your stuff away and then repack it five countries. What are the, ca- the cabins like? Depends on which you go for. So the inside cabins are fine, you know, but they don't have a porthole or a window or a balcony. And I would always say, and they're obviously cheaper than the balcony ones. Now, 
if I was advising anybody, always get a balcony. Always, always you want a view of the sea or if you want to be away or just sit down and read a book quietly in your own stateroom, you can sit on the balcony and just... And it, you can while away the hours. And it's, I think it's worth the extra few hundred quid mm. that it costs. Um, is there a smell on the boat? No. Well, there is. A fragrance, if you want, of lavender or whatever okay. it is. That, but you no. know the way some boats have a kind of a smell of, is it diesel? You know the way a no. bus has a smell? No. No. Okay. Cruise ships also, is is that people who are, oh, I, I, I have a tendency to get seasick. Is yes, this, actually. There is no, oh, like God, 99%, Fionn. that like 99% of cruise passengers. Yeah, me too, on Irish ferries to Ross Lair. Oh, yeah. We, we did that around, and we actually changed, we did, we did the classic camping holiday in France, and we changed and did the land bridge home, because, uh, is that what we did? I think it was that year, because it was just so horrific, oh, the did, journey. Did, when, when you, and on a smaller ship, like you get high tide. We got to the point where we were just all lying, just vomiting on the awful. floor. That doesn't happen just on a cruise it, ship. These are huge. There. They have stabilizers. They can go through, I won't say the hairiest of seas, but like and they go through pretty choppy sea and you won't feel a thing. Okay. Another advantage to cruise holidays is the quality of the food. What used to be 30 years ago, bang average buffet cuisine is now absolutely top class food, including the all you can eat all day long buffet. You know, they talk about a cruise stone. Like, no. because it's all you can eat. So people arrive on day one and oh, go, sorry. I'm loading up the plate. And before I, you I get thought, off, it's like you're a stone of, heavier. I thought of a physical stone when you and said then, that. So each, each, each of the cruise ships has its own designated restaurants and it has the buffet, which is open to everybody. And the designated restaurants are open to everybody. And then they have signature restaurants, which could be, you know, you could have the steakhouse or the sushi palace or whatever it is. Mm. And you have to book in those and there's an extra cost, but it's f- a fraction of what you would pay on land. So, for example, I was on Royal Caribbean last year, uh, Symphony of the Seas, and they had, or Harmony of the Seas rather, and they had like a really good steak restaurant. And the, it was $60. But I know that if I was going to the equivalent of land, it would be at least double that. Okay. So... There's a cost. Where did you do that, that holiday? I did it in the Mediterranean. All right. So, like, and that's... So they all called it Royal Caribbean and not Caribbean. Oh, yeah. It's RCL. So, so, and this is another thing of the shifting sands of the cruise industry. Traditionally, it was the Caribbean, which is where 80% of all cruise ships. Mm. Nowadays, 50% of all cruising is in the Mediterranean. Really? Yeah. 50%. It's 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 inordinately popular, and what they and you divide the Mediterranean roughly into two: the Western Med, which is what I said earlier, Spain, Italy, France, mm-hmm. and then you have the Eastern Med, which is Greece, Turkey. Yes, and you can go to Israel, etc. But all of that kind of eastern part of the Mediterranean. If you want history and um, and kind of fascinating cities, the Eastern Med tips it for me over the Western Med. Mm. I mean, it's not to say that the Spanish cities aren't beautiful or the, the, the Italian cities, the Adriatic, you get to see Venice. These are, these are or sorry, you get to see Genoa or, or Pisa or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for me, it would be the Eastern Med. Um, and that's the, and, and so you have this huge, huge, the industry moving into the Mediterranean. And then, in, and that's really the season runs from, say, April until the end of October. And then at the end of October, all the ships move to the Caribbean where they do the winter season, which is October until March. Uh, do you get long enough in each stop? No. Okay. And that's one of the cons. So, I mean, the cons are there's less exploration time. Look, most of your vacation time is going to be absorbed by the ship one way or the other. 
There are fewer destination options, particularly in the big cruise liners, which can only dock in certain ports. If you go on smaller ships that have access to smaller ports, then the variation grows. But I mean, it's really nothing compared to just doing it yourself on land. I okay. Mean, you can travel anywhere you want. And ultimately, there is a lesser sense of place, I think. Um, you're going to have fewer chances to interact with locals. Yeah. And like one of the things that I'm not a big fan of on any cruise ship is excur- paid excursions, which mm. they're third party excursions. So what they do is they engage the services of a local tour op who does organized tours, which always feel very surface, overpriced and ultimately not very satisfying. Yeah. So when I, I've been on a number of cruises and I've always gotten off the ship myself and just gone off and explored myself. So uh, in terms of do's and don'ts for people who are interested, maybe people like myself, maybe you've swayed a few. Um, you mentioned the main do, which is do go to a travel agent. Yeah, that's, I think that. actually speak to a specialist because yeah. they're going to answer all your questions before you forked out the money. And okay. that's the key. Um, give yourself a budget, okay? Always know, don't. And and remember, because everything, you're paying for all inclusive. So your, your cost up front, you buy your drinks and food packages if you want. You can add them on or you don't. Hmm. So you pretty much know how much you're going to spend all you have to worry about it then is a daily tip or or just your sundries yeah but so give yourself a budget and work within that budget with a specialist um i mentioned there are no hidden costs so that's a good thing make a decision of where and when you want to travel if you want to travel in december the caribbean is your option if you want to travel in our in our summer it's it's the mediterranean but you can also explore scandinavia you can go up to the arctic or you can in in the southern hemisphere winter you can go down to the antarctic or you can, mm. i mean there's so many different options asia pacific is also huge i've never been on a cruise but i know it's incredibly popular it's not cheap yeah. but it is an incredibly popular to travel um and um they give you these dining options just ignore them just dine when you want and if you're traveling with kids Pick a cruise with a strong kids program is okay. a bit of advice I would give you. Uh, any main don'ts? Watch out for those seven-day rock-bottom deals because they're too good There's to be true. There's a reason they're a rock-bottom deal. I, I mentioned excursions that I'm not a big fan. And um, yeah, I mean, the ultimate thing, speak to a specialist and pick a budget. Have an idea of how much you want to spend. On average, let's say I'll give you, a, for instance, if you do like say... 11 days, Rome, Barcelona, Western, um, it's around two grand in the summertime. Okay. So if you're booking it now, also cruises, like everything else in travel, are cheaper if you book well in advance. So you can book, at the end of the summer, you can book for next year and you're going to get great lead-in prices. And also download the app. Once you've booked your cruise, download the app of the ship, of the company and watch out for discount deals because you can always then avail of discount deals as they come up and they come up all the time. It's a bit like Vegas hotels are constantly, every week there's some, there's a deal on this or you can get an internet package or you can get a drinks package, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're not cheap holidays though. They're not cheap holidays, yeah. but, so it depends. You can go on a three-star cruise, four-star cruise, five-star cruise and it'll still work out cheaper than paying for the equivalent three, four, five star holiday on land. Okay. Uh, Kieran, what about seasickness? You actually touched on yeah. seasickness uh, after I assume that text came in. Uh, Max talks about the huge environmental cost of And that is absolutely, yeah. There's no denying, there's no denying that cruise ships have had a deleterious effect on the environment, which is something that the multi-billion dollar cruise industry is at pains to address. So everything from liquid nitrogen gas, they're changing, they make a whole big thing about improving their waste. Look, the fact is, is that 
they have an impact and it's not a positive impact mm. on the environment and that's absolutely true but you could say same things about planes. Uh, food poisoning, claustrophobia and boredom. This one None listener. of those things will happen and that's, oh sorry, sorry, I, I can't yeah. mitigate against food poisoning but <laughs> they, they create, they want, and the key is and the reason why these things are very mm. rare is because they want repeat customers. We're, we're just out of time but Ralph and Blackrock has a, has a specific question. What about a dress code? Can you there wear is, no, tailored no, 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 no. shorts in the dining room? Yes, absolutely. Well, like smart casual for the evening. There's none of this dicky bow and tie nonsense anymore. It's not like Titanic. No. Oh, God, no. No, no, that's we all gone. It doesn't end like that anyway. All of that. And no, you like shuffleboard on the deck or any of that. No, no, no. It's all gone. Fionn Davenport, a pleasure as always. Thank- the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.